Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. It's May 8th, 2020. Smackdown Live. This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Matt Morgan and Justin Labar. Here tonight to talk about SmackDown. Now, I must warn everybody, I uh, had a little drink, a little bit to drink uh, during dinner and when I was watching SmackDown. So I'm fine a little loose tonight, but Ooh. it's good. I'm swinging. What do, you fi- what do you mean, finally? You're always... <laughs> what was your drink of choice, Glenn? Let me guess, a, a White Claw. No, uh, coincidentally, I, I said to my wife, I said, maybe it's subliminal uh, advertising or messaging, but I'm really in the mood for a Corona. So uh, we fired up the Instacart and uh, had a sixer at my door in time for dinner tonight. It was nice. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I had uh, knocked back a few while uh, and had like fresh avocados. I feel like, remember in Red Dawn, the scene where they dropped the food from the airplane and they're sitting there just yeah. like pouring cereal in their mouth. They're like, oh my God, this is amazing. That's what it was yes. like tonight with like fresh avocados, and, like some fresh foods. Oh, still meticulously scrubbed it before, but I've been so much frozen and canned stuff. This this was like this was like drunk Christmas. It was amazing. Are you gonna keep drinking? Or are you done? <laughs> I'm done for tonight, Matt. I, I I just like trendy Glenn calling it a sixer. A sixer, <laughs> trendy, trendy to what? 1977, like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Throw back a couple of brewskis, man. Uh, no. Uh, yeah. Oh, God. So I'm normally just so not like a beer or alcohol guy. I, I, I've part, you know, when I've worked stressful jobs, I understand that, oh, I need to do this to unwind at night. But no, this, this was kind of different tonight. But uh, yeah, feeling it just enough. This isn't quite like Drunk Raj, but you know, I'm, do, I'm doing, uh, I'm, I'm maintaining, as they say. Uh, just don't ask me to say the alphabet backwards. Uh, anyhow, SmackDown tonight started off really strong. I thought I was like, this is going to be an amazing SmackDown. 
this was a great open to the show with Sonya and Mandy. And then going right into that match, I was like, man, they must really, this is popping off. They got, they got a strong show tonight if they're opening with this. And then just like the slow descent. Yeah, it decrescendoed from there, actually. Yeah, which is, I mean, it's unfortunate, but we know when they did that six-man tag for the last match, I understand uh, a little of the reasoning behind it, but it just it felt lazy. Even the multi-man tag match with the Forgotten Sons and the New Day and Miz and Morrison, I mean, I don't know. This was, the fir- this was the first SmackDown since uh, them being in the empty arena situation where they started SmackDown and didn't do the normal opening SmackDown video package. They went right in and they went to the backstage stuff, which I, it already gave kind of I a, love more, that. a more frantic, captivating uh, pace to things versus the watching the 60-second. And I love ACDC, and I love that song, Are You Ready? But playing the ACDC and showing all the superstars, this gave a real frantic, girls are warming up, let's get going. Yeah. So it did open with that Mandy and Sonya match. Um, we had the promo backstage before this started with Mandy with Otis, with Sonya with Dolph. What was it like, Dolph? Like, just, just watch the face. Just, you know, take it a little easy on the face. Like, dude, it's like, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there to console her after you beat the crap out of her. Kind of a weird strategy. Uh, but then we went right into the match. And, um, yeah, this was kind of short. I think that the momentum was good up until Sony got a decisive win here. Uh, I, I thought they were going to do something a little strange with the finish and maybe give them a big match of money in the bank or leave it open. But Matt, were you surprised to see this so divisive or uh, decisive tonight? I, I I was, but it was a happy surprise at the same time because going into this, I've been screaming, "This is all for what's her name, not Sonya." Mandy, but Mandy. Uh, Mandy, this whole storyline is all for Vince's next Stratus and Mandy. That's what's been in my head. So the fact that Sonya was able to win here, I thought was awesome. And I think she, I love, I love, I love me some Mandy. Don't get me wrong, but I like Sonya more. I'm more interested in her character. I'm more interested in her, her real life story for some reason. Even though they both came on top and up, it's, you know, um, I, I still like Sonya's story better. Well, and it wasn't so much a decisive victory. I mean, yes, it was a one, two, three, but it was it was a schoolboy roll up, and 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 Sonya had the tights. So this certainly left it open that we're going to get more between these two. It wasn't the it wasn't like this was the yeah. tail, you know it wasn't that this it wasn't that the feud is done. But um, you know, I got to say this has been one of the most consistent stories that they'll be stuck with. You know, we oftentimes yes. see them they'll, they'll go a couple weeks where they don't even mention a story, and then it comes back. They've progressed this every week with the two yeah. girls, and then, and then Otis and Dolph and the players here. So yeah. I was happy to see that. It, the, that consistent story got followed up by it was short, it wasn't long, but it was an intense match. Both girls brought it, and this was one of the this was one of the best matches that WWE has put on in the empty arena situation. Because Sonya with the trash talking, and she got, got she got her legs wrapped around Mandy, and they're, on, and they're on the mat, and she's just saying these these nasty things to her. She's pulling out the fake eyelashes. I mean, this match with the dialogue and the facials and the and how personal it felt. This thrived in the fact that you could hear every crystal clear word they were saying. Yeah. It was, uh, I think there's a lot left that they can do with this. Now talk a little bit, Justin, because I feel that for the layman, for the uh, the more casual watcher, sort of the schoolboy roll-up, right? Surprise pin out of nowhere. Grabbing the tights, a little extra advantage. It's not sort of a clean, we had a knockdown drag out, drag out. I got the better of you. And then I pinned you cleanly for a decisive victory. So how much do you think that really matters, though, in people's minds 
uh, as compared to like somebody helping them cheat to win as far as it being quote unquote clean? Well, I think that the, I think the more, you know, Matt, yeah. I think all, th- I think all three of us might say, okay, we realize there's room for more matches, but I mean, it, it is still a win. It's still Sonya got a win no. and she did it by no, herself. She won. Yeah. She, she, she won to the layman. She won the, to the layman. Okay. Yeah. She pulled, she, even I would say half of them are probably the half, the layman, half the average fan is saying, ah, oh, but she cheated. Well, that's the job is supposed to happen. You're supposed to be pissed at her, you know? And at the same time, recognize, oh shit, she just beat my favorite. So, yeah. I mean, I, I, there's credibility in my opinion that she beat her, even though she's pulled the tights. I don't care. She beat her. I didn't think we would see this. That's for sure. I did not see, I didn't think we'd see this. I thought this match would be broken up and they'd build to money in the bank. And, you know, Matt, to your point about this all being about Mandy, but the way Sonya's coming across, I think Sonya, she's got, um, I haven't heard anyone make this comparison. I think she's got kind of a similar appeal to Becky Lynch. I think Sonya could absolutely be that level of see, star and have that character. For, for, for me, it's Victoria. I see so much hmm. Victoria in her. And Victoria just unfortunately was at a time when Trish and Lita were on top because mark my word, the Trish and Lita were not on top. They're, Victoria won the title bunches of times, but I mean, and I think she should be in the Hall of Fame, quite frankly, too. I'm, right. I mean that. Victoria was a workhorse. She could work the guys. Um, her promos were good, too. Um, she was really underrated. Anyways, that's what I see a lot when I see her. I do see a little lot of Victoria in her. She's a hell of a badass athlete. Um, and and looks like she could punch a dude in his face, and the dude would go, oh, you know what I mean? Have to freaking grab his nose and sell and like get teary eyed and whatnot. I can totally see that. Yeah, I have more more legitimacy, I guess is the word. I don't know. I think that's oh, what I absolutely, absolutely. Um, so we went from that match with Sonya getting that victory and Mandy Rose being shocked. We went to the Forgotten Sons, John Morrison, and the Miz versus the New Day and Lucha House Party. And uh, the Ms. Morrison and Forgotten Sons got the win, pinning uh, Lince Dorado for the pin and the win. Okay, so like I really hate Lucha House Party. <laughs> They're nice guys. Uh, Lince's from, like I told you, Central Florida here. I hate saying that. I just can't take them serious with that name. Yeah. I, I, I know this is where it's not fair because Vince and the, the people who write for them they automatically disqualify these guys with the gimmicks and the characters they give them sometimes that for me now it's impossible for me to take them seriously because I know what the office thinks of them. Hmm. So because I know and the secret's out on what the office feels about them, I know never to take them seriously. Even if they win, it's just to get to something else really quick. And they'll, that, that's going to get snapped and taken back real quick in a week or so. Um, you know, I don't know. It, it kills my suspense and a disbelief. When they make it too obvious. And over the time, they've made it too obvious with this group that they don't take them seriously. And now we're supposed to take them seriously? I don't. Well, I can't discount what Matt is saying because everything he's saying there is valid. But I will say at this match, I just just for what the match was, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a fun pace. Um, you know, I, it, so I enjoyed it. It was it was fun to watch. Everybody, everybody got at any part. And here's the thing. They're super athletic, so therefore they're great with Miz and Morrison. Whenever it's, whenever it's time to work them, Especially Morrison, it's good. Lucha House Party, I'm saying. But by the same token, at any given time, are you like, oh yeah, Lucha House Party's gonna win this tonight? No, oh, no, no, no. Oh yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not looking at this to be the match that's gonna start their run to go challenge for the tag titles and be the new champ. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I don't think they're ever gonna win. I never no. think they're gonna win. It's kind of like what were the Cologne Brothers called? What was your tag team name? 
The Shining time? Stars. Which time? <laughs> Most kind, it's kind of like it's kind of like the Shining Stars, in my opinion. They're never going to win. Yeah. You know they're not going to win. And if they do, it's a okay. Yes, it's an upset, but you know it's not going anywhere. Dude, that timeshare so gimmick so, was over. Sorry. You loved that timeshare gimmick. Time you gimmick. loved it. Yes, you did. Um, <laughs> I remember. But um, it's just it kills my suspension of disbelief. I never think they're going to win. They're false finishes. I'd never buy. Yeah. Did I tell you I was thinking about buying a timeshare like two years ago? It was after that gimmick, so it never came up on the air. Where? I was looking at Disney Vacation Club with the timeshare because you were saying, really? I mean, it's a timeshare program. And I was thinking, and all I kept thinking about were uh, Timo and Epico the entire time. <laughs> uh, people were asking what I was doing with my camera. I was trying to get the eye lines a little better because it looks, it was a weird, like, staggered. We looked like a bar graph going up, like me, the shortest, and just in the mat. Let me see. I, I see. Uh, well, because uh, I was trying to get it, see, when I go to high def there, and then when I slouch, like I often <laughs> do, we're just a bar graph. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, so I was trying to, to fix that. I get that really little. screwed up when I come up close like this. Yes, that's why I'm going to go big head mode now. Uh, oh, big head mode. <laughs> that's that's a whole that's a whole different tangent. Um, that's a blue chew ad. <laughs> <laughs> Justin's too young to get the reference. Matt, you remember big head mode. Like an NBA Jam and uh, I, I got no, no. Yeah. I do know that yeah. if that's what you're making. Yes. How about Air Dog and P Funk? Do you remember them from NBA Jam? <laughs> Who did I always play at? Uh, always played as the Warriors. Really? Yeah, that was always my team. Sometimes the Bulls. They didn't have Jordan in it. Remember? Yeah, that's right. It was, it was, it was like Pippin, Pippin and Ho Grant. Yeah. So I, I always played with the the Hawks because of that because you got to play with Stacey Ogman and Dominique Wilkins, who were amazing dunkers. Oh man. I could still go to play NBA Jam right now, but only on an arcade machine. None of this home stuff. Oh, I want to like pound no, those buttons. Yes, yes, I agree. Larry Johnson, Grandmama. Grandmama. Awesome, I just watched the Family so Matters good. episode with Grandmama in it. Dude, like, that was over. That gimmick that he pulled out with Converse of all companies, that was over. Ah, uh, sorry. Every time I think of uh, Larry Johnson, I think of um, Heather B from the first season of The Real World. There was that whole episode where she was obsessed with him. And she kept the way she kept saying his name, Larry Johnson. I'm not going to do it now because that could be taken out of context. But that's what I hear in my head is Heather B on season one of the real world saying Larry Johnson every time. We, Larry Johnson was around for real, the first real world? First season of the real world. Was it 92? We are old. We are so old. Oh, my God. And that, and that was when he was he was rookie of the year in 92, I think. Yeah. Oh, my good God. We're old. <sighs> And no, season one of the real world was awesome. Yes. yes, it was. Yeah, it was. Did you ever apply, Matt? You were on Tough Enough. Did you ever apply for, for the real world? Wasn't it the same production company? It was. Ken Mock was the producer. But, oh, no, because it was, I mean, I didn't do anything else. I just did the reality yeah. show because the company told me they were coming out with it. <laughs> yeah, a little, little bit of a... A little bit of a hookup there. Uh, Terry Allen Jr., $5. If Sonya shookest with longer matches with consistent booking, eventually first gay women's champion, it'd be amazing. I agree. I mean, I Matt, agree. you said this all along. The real-life story. Awesome. And she's got the talent. And what sucks, people are going to say, oh, when, when, when one day happens, oh, it's Jimmy Gators doing it for PR. And like, no matter what way you look at it, is it, it's a great story. Because there's a little girl out there, again, that's going to see that and go, holy bleep, look what I can do. 
Yeah. And it does. I mean, you do have to also have the, uh, the office believe in you and your storyline and like what you're doing. I mean, Darren Young. Yes. Uh, oh, yes. And he's talked about his frustrations with that. He's actually surprised they didn't want to highlight him. Yeah. More, given his position in the company. Yeah. I'll be frank. Me too. Me too. Because that dude can work. When we to the Nexus, my eyes always used to go to him, Michael Tarver, Ryback. Um, Honestly, the most, I would Michael say, Tarver. those guys. I love Michael Tarver's look with the face mask. Yeah. He was ahead of his time. He was ahead of his time. See that? So, uh, The Miz, Morrison, and the Forgotten Sons won this match. Uh, all teams are going to be facing each other at Money in the Bank for the tag team titles. This Sunday, uh, Baron Corbin cut a promo, talked about throwing Rey Mysterio off the building. Somebody's going off that building. This is this has come up now a few times. Well, and then you know it, it's, it keeps coming out in reports, and Becky Lynch let it slip in an interview that, that Vince obviously Vince was very hands on for this match for the or for this filming of this Money in the Bank, and he even um, did an example of how he wants this fall a fall off some kind of tower, some kind of device, so some uh, some kind of structure. So somebody else is taking a big big bump. Uh, Sunday night. Bad News Brown saying Darren Young is the hacker. That would be a satisfying payoff. <laughs> that would be. Yeah. Um, so, let's talk about this Jeff Hardy promo tonight. Um, and then Seamus watching it backstage, coming out, getting in his face. Uh, yeah, and Jeff getting the better of him. What did you think of uh, Jeff's promo and uh, the segment, Matt? Good, good. Um, they're still trying to go in the real zone with him, right? Yeah. Um, get him to be more passionate, more, you know, and uh, it's usually a good recipe for something good to happen. I don't think they're taking it as serious as I, I thought they would be, if that makes sense. In the past, they've done crossovers with Corbin backstage, and they've gotten like two to th- like two gimmicks and two gimmick line, two storylines intertwined in one. Like this is a pretty serious storyline with Jeff Hardy here. Like they could do more with this. Yeah. Um. And what hurts Jeff Hardy, unfortunately, is what ironically helps a Baron Corbin. Um. They they, they both get help rather, uh, with fans being in the arena. Jeff is it's tough with Jeff not having fans around him. Jeff feeds off of adrenaline, and he gets it off from the fans. So. So much of his stuff is is tough. He, he did a good job speaking, but uh, I don't know. I'm not then, feeling it. And then with Sheamus, I mean, Jeff's clearly going to be Sheamus in this. I would like to say yeah, but I mean, I, let's be let's be honest. How much more does Jeff have left? He said one more run, gonna, one last run. He's going to get it. He's going to get a run at the title. Because I would argue, and you guys are going to come nuts, Sheamus. Nah, they probably will give him that run a bit. What am I saying? But both, I mean, Hardy's promo is one of his better ones, and and then even what Sheamus had to say too, what Sheamus's retort or rebuttal was. I, yes. I, but like, like I've been, I, I've been hyping this. I've been looking forward to this. I, I wasn't digging the fact that we, okay, we had the the promos are fine, and then they go down and they have a mini forty five second match where they have the sequence and Jeff hits the high spots and then Jeff stands tall. I was kind of like, I don't want to see that much physicality, much less Jeff Hardy standing tall this quick. If anything, I just would have rather just you do the wrestling one on one. Jeff Hardy's given the great promo and let Sheamus come in and just sideswipe him. I, I I was kind of thought they they ate they gave us too much. Hmm. There you go. Physically was. 
So are they going to have a match, you think, added to the card for Sunday? No, nah, they would have promoted that. Because I, I think the matches that are taking place in the PC have already been filmed. So gotcha. they would have they probably promoted that already. So we saw a preview of Chapter 1 of The Undertaker, The Last Ride. Can't wait. Looks great. Why a preview? When the hell is it going to air? WWE Sunday Network night. Is a, well, Sunday. What the hell? It's a waste of my $9.99. I'm getting serious. They don't put anything good on there. They don't put anything new on there. I'm like, what are you guys doing? There's Who five. Your net- what? There's five chapters to it. And so Sunday night after Money in the Bank, the so first what? chapter will be on. And then every Sunday at 10 a.m., uh, they'll release the next oh one. Oh, my God. You, what, you, you, dude, no one's asking you to give a report on when it is. I'm saying the network, no, whoever runs the network, needs to be fired because we're paid 99 a month. And I every time I check in there once in a blue moon, there is not sh- crap on there that is new. Um, nothing interesting, nothing to keep me that I would honestly be paying 99 a month if it wasn't for us having to pay and watch the pay-per-views to do this show. I'm being serious. At first, it's watched- cool because I like WCW Nitro stuff. Yeah. But that's really it. Everything else I can still watch on YouTube, more or less. Have you watched Austin's sit-downs that he's had, the interviews he's been doing? Yes. Is that really worth my um, See, I don't know. If I don't know. WWE... You're a former talent. You should get a free, yeah, you should get a free say, network if, pass. If... Yeah, uh, yeah, really. But like, w- I thought, yeah. I thought we'd have more. I thought we'd have more original content, especially with this that hit us. I want another season of Swerved and talking smack while they're at it. Um, something, something. I know. Well, Matt, I was gonna say if they lose Matt Morgan, if WWE loses Matt Morgan, paying nine ninety nine a month for a network that he's on, there are dozens of hours of footage of Matt Morgan on WWE Network, and if you have the goodness of his heart, he doesn't want to give you nine nine ninety nine a month. Uh, WWE, you've done something wrong. I, I just, I, I, listen, I was a huge fan of Network forever. Until with this pandemic hit, I'm like, I thought we were going to get so, not that they promised it, I just assumed it would be just a given that here's your chance to start wheeling out these shows that I'm sure you have on the back burner, but for whatever rhyme or reason you guys have not messed with or aired or produced or started to produce. No, no, dude, because what it wasn't this Christmas, wasn't it last Christmas they did those three pilots like fashion police and like that cooking show like if you look at the last round of original content they produced that wasn't their standard 24 documentary stuff it looks like they spent maybe 20 dollars for their entire production budget on all of it i mean they scaled it back so quickly friend of the podcast uh paul walter hauser uh was talking about like edging christian uh he was pitching there was a whole pitch other season of that that didn't happen like their show was awesome by the way i loved their show but so much stuff just didn't happen because they got cheap with the network when they realized it was never going to break 2 million subs. And that's, that's what it is. When they, when they first put the network out there, the okay. idea was, you know, remember Legends House. And there's a lot of things that they'd either yeah. already, shot, they'd already shot or they wanted to shoot. And then when they realized, okay, <clears throat> you know, like people were like the hardcore, like the wrestling people like us were watching it, but it, they thought that it was going to draw like – they thought they were going to get the Joe Schmo who hadn't watched in 20 years. Oh, I can see Mean Gene and Roddy Piper in a house together. I'm going to sign up for this network. And that didn't happen. And yeah, they've plateaued at a million, uh, 1.1 subscribers. So they have pulled back. And now their programming is all based on what can we pull out of the vault or what can we film like 24 style while we're already doing TV. Yeah, they, 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 I think they've given up on doing Swerved or any of those things that take extra, true extra effort and work and extra expense because well, they're not seeing the return. Is it a really big expense to do 24 on every single talent and um, get more on there? No, because they've got camera crews that are backstage um, 
No, it's just, right. it's what you do with your camera people when you're not doing a live show, right? You've got these guys on salary. So that's what I mean. I would, you, that's your investment is your talent. You need them yeah. more over than ever. So why would you not want to make them more relatable by doing these on every single one of them? I'm serious. Every one of them. Um, therefore, you're giving us content more consistently and it'll make us like some of these talents more. And uh, the other sign that they've kind of abandoned um, content on the network is the fact that they're doing podcasts now. And those are all like shoestring budget productions as well. I mean, if you've seen like New what Days, podcasts? there's a New Day podcast. There's Corey a Graves. Corey Graves. Actually, I think the New is the New Day is associated with the WWE. Yeah. Corey Graves after the bell is, but it's New Days? Yeah. yeah I thought that was, oh, okay. Produced by the same uh, people. I know some things. I know some stuff. Uh, but they, I mean, there were supposed to be more even with the podcast. Like Gals and Anderson, when they were on the roster, were supposed to have a podcast. Um, let me just put it this way. Uh, working in the podcast industry, I have heard about a bunch of things the WWE Podcast Network was going to do that are very clearly not happening. And even before the COVID-19 stuff, they weren't happening that they were talking about a year ago. So I think they don't want to invest money in content, which is crazy because that's how they, that's their business model, right? It's like it's all about storytelling. Instead, the WWE Network is rolling out all the WCW Saturday nights from 1993. That's what's new right now. Which, I'll Watch I mean, that on YouTube. I'll watch yeah. it. I can watch it on YouTube, too. I pay, like, $40 a year for Night Night Flight Premium for, like, old videos of the show Night Flight with music videos and all those weird intros. Like, I pay $40 a year for that because it's cool to have access to it. Like what the hell is Night Flight? Night Flight, um, it was before. Remember USA Up All Night with Gilbert Gottfried and Rhonda? Yeah, it was the show that was before that for like ten years, where they showed videos, they showed like old public domain like educational films. Um, it was just they showed stand up comedy. But hey, my point is that like I'll pay money for an archive, but I'm not not paying ten dollars a month for an archive, Matt. Because you, to your point, YouTube has it all, and as people are learning now in this pandemic, archive.org, the Internet Archive. People are just uploading like old VHS tapes of everything on their old MTV stuff. Like there's so much free stuff people are sharing. Wait, what's the site? I don't know. Archive.org. It's the internet archive. Yeah. Uh, lots of stories recently about all these people uploading old content there. So that's what I'm saying. It's like, there's so much stuff, like just having an archive isn't enough to charge as much as Netflix costs. Like nobody's paying for that. Netflix puts out original content. Yeah, they do. You know, Netflix compared to WWE Network, Netflix is giving me a hundred times more for my money every month than WWE is. I tell you next, you want to? I want to support. You know, the, the genre I, I came from, right? Of course yeah. I do. So you do it, but in reality, you know, if I had nothing to do with it, and I was just a fan. I, I'm telling you, I would be like, I'd say what you just said about Netflix. Yeah. No question. If I had to cut back, it would probably be the first thing that I cut. Spotify would probably be the second. I would go to free Spotify with the ads but anyhow uh hey, let's talk about this on our, we'll talk about this folks next week on our patreon so make sure you take it <laughs> the things we I can live without I, I just completely made that up oh man uh do Jamie, you want to see a patreon folks or did i no. <laughs> aew uh, has more original content sorry let me read it joey ador ador john Two dollars yes. super chat says AEW has more original content than WWE right now. Um, from what WWE is showing us on television, I would say yeah. Um, because think about it, guys, they have a lot of cool vignettes, a lot of cool backs—not backstage, but um, other third-party shot videos, if you want to call it that. 
the contract, the context is different. The contrast is always different. Um, it looks different. So I think, therefore, it makes it feel like AEW does give us more content. Well, they do, because then you got to throw in being the elite. That's got to be part of it to a degree, because they further storylines wow. on there sometimes. Um, so and then the AEW's YouTube channel, I think, is really good, too. Tim Drake, $5. Speaking of the WWE Network, Matt Morgan, did you enjoy being a part of Survivor Series 2003? Uh, thanks for the question, Tim Drake. Uh, yeah. Oh, my God. It was my debut at a pay-per-view. So, oh, my God. Yes, definitely. Thank you for the super chat. Everyone in the chat room is freaking out like, what? Patreon? What? What's huh. going on? Making waves. Hashtag Patreon. <laughs> going to set up an OnlyFans. Uh <laughs> Some people get that joke. Others, right and Matt Morgan will send personalized <laughs> videos to you on OnlyFans. Yes. Uh, anyhow, so, oh, here's a high point. Here's something to talk about that I really enjoyed tonight. Bray Wyatt and Braun Strowman facing off on the mic, toe-to-toe. -to -toe. That was good, okay. I take back my decrescendo part because that was very good for me. I really liked that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm even more excited than I was prior to it to see the match, to yeah. see what, what match it is. Yeah. It's I thought really it was interesting. Um, uh, yeah. Hold on a second. I'm trying to reach it. Michael Sachs Jr., I have no clue what your super chat means. Uh, I'll get to that in a second. But, no, I liked uh, bracing to Braun, like, oh, we're just getting started. Sunday's not finishing it. I really want to see what this match is going to be. I'm worried – that they're not going to invest in doing something elaborate with it uh, because they got the money in the bank matches that are these big productions, but mm -hmm. they could do some really crazy shit with this and it could be incredible. I almost wonder if we're going to get some sort of unsatisfactory uh, resolution Sunday night to save that for the next pay-per-view and make that a showcase cinematic match. If the WWE is still in this no audience situation. Yeah. I, I think it was crossed. I think it's exactly what's going to happen. I mean, it's Braun versus Bray, not the Fiend. So we're going to see Bray wrestling in the red sweater vest. It's probably going to be a more traditional match inside sweater of Bray. Vest. Or, not, sweater vest. Sweater vest. Sweater, sorry. Sweater vest. His red sweater. But it, it'll be a more traditional match. And yeah, it probably whatever. It'll be open ended and it probably will lead to eventually the Fiend and Braun. Wrestling in the if sweater. Sorry. If that's where it leads, then I'm okay with it. If it does not lead there, I'm going to be furious. Think about, Matt, the hot lights being inside the ring. Think about wrestling in a sweater. What must that be like? It would suck, especially his. His is super tight. He's got that freaking booty choker sweater type on. That thing is hugging hard. Um, but <laughs> let me just point this out. I just thought of this. Wouldn't it be cool if like, it was the Feeney's wrestling? Forget it. Bray Wyatt even. Bray Wyatt has superpowers enough to make this happen where – and Braun end up wrestling in the middle of backwoods somewhere. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like back in the bayou where we assumed those Sister Abigail videos were being taken yeah. and the debut of Bray Wyatt was shot. There were so many cool things they can do with this. I pray that they do it. Seriously. I mean, and I don't want to wait. I don't want to wait. I don't want to wait. Okay. I'm sorry. Do we even know what the next pay-per-view is after Money in the Bank? We we don't. That's that's kind of a mystery. They, I mean, we'll talk about the news. I mean, we know they have SummerSlam scheduled in August, which is going to have to be moved, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But yeah, we don't know what the Why? summer holds. Uh, all right, well, well, it's because SummerSlam was going to be 
August 23rd in Boston, but the Boston mayor has said they will not allow any gatherings, parades, anything uh, through Labor Day. So SummerSlam is going to have to move to somewhere else other than Boston. When's the, the month is August? It's in August 20, August 23rd. Dude, Mayor, where are we at right now? We're in May, June, July. August. That's a, look up, no offense. This pandemic has been scary as all hell for everybody, right? But go back in time to when it first started to today. This has moved very quickly. Yes. Three months from now, I mean, yeah. who, who knows where we could be to, be, to be fair to that mayor. But by the same token, like, to just write that off from so far away from now, well, I don't know. But uh, in fairness, though, I mean, so let's forget about public safety for a second. This is actually yeah. very fair to organizers, to people putting money, because as we saw in March, gives them the heads up, shit, right? Yeah, if you need to cancel last minute and your insurance doesn't cover this as an act it's of true. God, like yeah, that's true. where people go out of business. You know, yeah. like did WrestleCon ever got get let out of their uh, hundred thousand dollar bill from Marriott? They did. Good, but because that's enough people. Yeah. Yes, a lot of a lot of social media, a lot of tweets, a lot of yeah, had to happen for that. Yeah. yeah. So Michael Sachs Jr. gave $2. I'm going to scroll down below for a response to see some clarity. But he said, my brother tag with M. Tarver. I think that was awesome. It's cryptic. Uh, Is he his, than a, his, his brother? His brother did, maybe? I, I don't I don't know. My brother tag with Michael Tarver. I think that was awesome. And MSJ, that's what I call him. MSJ, <laughs> you're, 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 you, you, you are better than this super chat right now. I think you should give it three... Send a $3 super chat to correct what you wrote. <laughs> You're welcome, Raj. Uh, so, Zach Rivera, $5. Would you all be opposed to Lacey dropping her Southern gimmick and joining the Forgotten Sons, given her military background? She can be no, there as a lean. No. Uh, Lacey no, 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 no. She's a super, super duper star. No, no. Yeah. no. It will bring her down. That would be the... And I love the Forgotten Sons, all right? Love them. Love them. Gunner's my boy. But by the same token, that would be the definition of Lacey getting some honor. No. Out of the question. I am Air, $2, saying Raj is going to buy WWE with all the money from the Super Chats. Um, Who said that? That was I am Air <laughs> in the chat room. As you give him money. You can't make fun of him for taking your money. Then you give him money. <laughs> Speaking of that, folks, we're going to be having a uh, – you can find out what we talk about this on our Patreon next week. <laughs> Ryan L. Buck 99, Ron defeat the fiend in the future. Um, I think – I mean, what do we mean by in the future? Yeah. Wait, 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 what do we mean by that? Is he talking about a gimmick like in the future? Or is he like real? What do you, I don't understand. I, I think I think he's asking if this Sunday is going to be Braun <laughs> versus Bray. Are we? Do we think? Do we think we will eventually get a Braun versus the Fiend? Oh, he's playing off of what you were saying earlier about yeah, yeah. us getting Bray first, right? Okay. Um. Yikes. I love Braun. I do love Braun. I think he should never lose. To be fair, though, I don't like pray, uh, the the we call the thing losing, right? Yeah, yeah. Ugh. I don't know. Um. So sorry, uh, I don't have any. I don't have an answer for that. I you know you just spent money. Um, we gotta give him an answer here. No, I think uh, I say yes. I, we will. We will eventually get. We will get some open ended. Eventually, sure. This Sunday will be open ended with Braun and Bray, and so we will eventually get Braun versus the Fiend and something. Yes, and. 
And who wins? He's asking. Can Braun beat the Fiend? You see. I'll answer that when we get closer, but I think this Sunday Braun is walking out still champion. I agree with that. Okay, yeah, me too. Uh, speaking of uh, giving us money, so we're going to do this sometime next week, but I want suggestions. Matt, we talked about this. We're going to do another charity for super our chat. Patreon. Oh, no, for, for charity, Patreon Matt, for charity. Oh, sorry. Not the charity of Matt, Justin, and Glenn, but like a charity <laughs> that's helping people that are not Matt, Justin, or Glenn. Uh, in these trying times, uh, Matt, I know you said something uh, yes. perhaps with uh, a charity that's dealing with uh, homeless uh, people that are homeless well, during. Well, okay, so here's the deal. So, so many times I, I hear um, uh, the people that we help, we our first responders, mm-hmm. our nurses, even those are on the front lines of this coronavirus uh, epidemic. More times than not, when they go into like a Wawa or a Starbucks or whatever, they'll be like, "Oh, you have a free coffee. You're a nurse. Here you go." And I always hear them say, "This that's amazing. Thank you so much, first of all. You know what, though? There's a guy outside that's homeless. Can, can, can you give it to him, right? And then I start paying closer attention and talk to, like, fire, our fire and police departments. Like, yeah, we get, you know, more times than not without this pandemic, a lot of places give them free meals or free coffees all the time, year-round, because everyone loves cops and firefighters, obviously. But they started saying, like, it mean more to give that to the people that don't have that are homeless those that don't have anything let alone just missing their job currently or you know not to underscore or undervalue any other human from another sure but it, i don't know we got to figure i'm going to find a way to be able to donate the, the money and the super some of the super chat at least to um you know a shelter where the, the food will the money that will be raised will go legitimate toward food to help people that are legit legit in the street right now uh, so yeah, I mean, as Tammy's saying, there's uh, food pantries. I know there's Feeding America is one that seems uh, a lot of people are doing fundraising for right now. But if if you have any suggestions, uh, please tweet them at us, and we'll make a decision and announce it a couple days ahead of time. But look, we did such a great job. Uh, you all did such a great job raising money yes. for Culture City last month. We want to do these charity podcast once a month. Donate all the super chat money. You guys are amazing, and uh, believe me, we will go. So off the rails, have so much fun with it. We will have an amazing night and uh, raise as much money as possible as we can for a worthwhile cause. Uh, Bob the Builder, $2. Uh, I know the answer to this. Matt was on Family Feud with TNA. Yeah, it's a whole week. We did a five episode, baby. Never had the urge to go back, get the Morgan family on Family Feud? No, but I think I told you guys this, but halfway through the week, we realized we weren't even planning for any charities or anything like that. We, did, we were going to be able to keep what we made if we won. So I started getting like frustrated with like Mick and Jay Lethal, who kept goofing around and giving funny guy answers, trying to do the gimmick and character and shtick. And I, in between commercials, I'm like, guys, this is serious. I'm not playing. Take this serious. Come on. <laughs> we could walk out of here 20 grand a piece. What are you guys doing? Play yeah. seriously, please. Speaking of which, uh, Rubaite Abedin, uh, $5 super chat saying, I was just rewatched Jay Lethal's promo with Ric Flair and TNA today. Dude's hilarious. I hope he signs with WWE or AEW in the future. Awesome. It was so well done that you see Ric Flair shoot reactions live like the rest of us in the ring, just going, oh, my God, this kid is amazing at this. (laughs) Yeah. That is one one of the most viral promo clips to ever come out of TNA, is that exchange of the woos between those two. So good. Uh, AOTV production saying he's jealous that Matt has met Steve Harvey. How was that experience? 
amazing. He hooked me up with a suit company too. It makes really? sense in my size. Yeah, dude, he's so funny. He's always on too. I've also met him at a charity event here in Orlando. And dude, he's never off. Like, he, yeah, he's a performer, he's a comedian. But like, during commercial break, he kept messing with Lethal, ironically, and others just nonstop. Like, he's never, ever not funny that I've seen. Hmm. Very cool. Uh, so, Lacey Evans and Tamina Snuka versus Sasha Banks and Bailey. Why, oh, why, oh, why won't they show Tamina's promo she's been posting on Twitter on TV? I- they, she's posting it more? What do you mean? Yeah, she did uh, that one I was talking about the other night where she did like the therapy session with herself. Like she's shooting like these little skits, Tamina is, to promote her match oh, with Bailey. I, I didn't know that. I just saw the first one. I didn't yeah, know that. Second one was good too. And I feel the way they're talking about her, like this is where it struck me tonight that she is, is doing these and uh, they have no interest in showing them because the way they're talking about her on commentary tonight didn't even line up what we've been seeing in the promos like there's so much they could have dug into this and it kills me that her uh tamina won tonight with the small drop on bailey so by raj which Giri i don't Logic. yes which i don't understand though because if she was just if they didn't care about her and whatnot why waste the, the w why give her the w like that she's losing sunday okay um, lacy could have gotten the win and then she still did the job it makes no sense if this was like Zack Ryder and stuff like that, because we see that with him all the time, he does Z Shoe Island, whatever the hell it's called, um, Long Island Story, that awesome series he did online for his YouTube, um, they would job him out at the, while he was doing that until he got over and then they changed it. But they went kicking and screaming, if you remember at first. They were not okay with that and they were not booking him any different because of it. Um, and then eventually they had no choice, right? But at first they they were making it known this dude is not going to get over. He's in this category, and you guys are your fans are not going to get him out of it. So settle down and shut up. That's what they're doing with Tamina. It feels like by ignoring the Twitter stuff that you're talking about. Yeah, and it's it's really frustrating because they're in a warehouse wrestling right now where it is impossible to hear the immediate feedback from fan reaction to see who's getting over right now and who's not. Ratings are in the crapper right now all across the board. So it's even more difficult to tell if anyone's getting over somewhere in between here. So if you go, you, next thing you got to use social media as a gauge. If she's getting yeah. all these hits and likes and retweets on these things and people are like, wow, we love this. What's the harm in showing it and going in that direction with her? I don't understand that. And by the way, her and Lacey are one of the most formidable Female tag teams, I think I've seen ever, maybe. Think of this, the size of them. They're impressive as hell looking. Yeah. Big and strong as hell and athletic as hell. I agree with that. Uh, so this match, this match was okay. I mean, but I feel like yeah, it's really telegraphing that, uh, yeah, this is all about Sasha and Bailey. And uh, I'm over Sasha somewhere. and Bailey. I am over wow. Sasha and Bailey. No offense, not them as people, but as their characters. I'm just not into it. I'm way more interested in what they could be, be doing with Tamina, and definitely more interested in Lacey as a main event women's wrestler or champion. Yeah, they need to do the Sasha Bailey. They need to pull the trigger on that feud. Ugh. I just wanted to get over with so they can get it out of our damn heads already and then they can move on already it's like the slowest slower than molasses development i've ever seen and at least lacy i'm telling you they're, they're missing the money with her well justin what should put a, 
<laughs> Ricky Sinclair saying Justin's just supposed to super chat right now to let Matt and Glenn know he's still here. <laughs> you can see me. I'm chilling. I'm just being polite. Yeah. <laughs> it just made me laugh. Uh, Leon's, uh, Matt Leon's, was on a roll. I wasn't going to interrupt his role. I know. So sometimes I feel like we're just Matt, uh, just sometimes I feel like we're just Matt and I are playing badminton over you, just like knocking it, bouncing it back and forth right over your head. No, but See, then but, I felt that earlier about you two, actually. No, but then, yeah, but then, but then I get, but then I get saucy and I start talking too much, <laughs> and, then, and then Matt's telling me, to, Matt's telling me to tone it down and to shorten it up, and so I gotta, I gotta find my range. <laughs> yeah, oh my god, what a heel I am! <laughs> so I was you drinking out oh, of your. You, you healed me. You healed me earlier. Really, like when I'm trying to tell you the chapter oh, in the Undertaker the thing, you could not wait. You love. You asked. You asked a question. You said, "When does this air?" And I said, "I tried to and tell you." And you said Sunday. And, and then I was trying Sunday, to tell that wasn't good enough. No, that wasn't good enough. You had to tell us, and you cut me off because you the, tell us there's five episodes. Who because cares? then after the first that. one, you would have asked, "When's the next one? Why do they not come out no, as once?" No, I would not. Yes, you would have. In this day and age of binging, they would put them all out as normal. But it's every Sunday. I was trying to help you, Matt. No. No, it's not. It is an addiction you have. It is called wrestling news ascitis. Uh, <laughs> no, which it's you not. have to be the first person that you think you are to deliver this news. And if you don't give it to you, you can see you're like this. <laughs> and you're dying to get it out until one of us shut up so you can deliver it. WWE put it out a few days ago in a press release. I was trying to help you. I was trying to give news just to you. I was trying to be a friend to help you. When did I, I ask about five episodes? I just said the first. You said Sunday. I said, cool. Go back to be quiet. Let me finish my statement. But you did. You cut it off and continued. You went on how much you went on how much you like Netflix and this day and age of Netflix they release everything all at once. I was trying to tell you it's just going to be every single Sunday at ten a.m. I was just trying to help. So you. we will discuss this more on uh, our after show. Saki, saucy, and stiff the wrestling Patreon. After show. Um, I'm Patreon. I'm our new Saki. Patreon. Justin's the saucy. Matt's the stiff. Um, on our new Patreon. <laughs> three S's. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna get a text. Leon's a hashtag Patreon. Sorry. Oh, if Raj, Matt, is, if Raj is the text you asked about the Patreon, he's obviously Matt, not watching. Matt, you didn't pop for the name at all. Sassy, saucy, and stiff. Really? Like nothing? That's pretty good, yeah. <laughs> no, that's pretty good. SST, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Leon's so, uh, Duncan yes. Super Chat says, best bro tag team now. Buck or Earl Thomas and Iris? And his. The Bucks are Earl Thomas. Tom- Who the hell is Earl Thomas and his? Well, who is that? Competition for the Bucks, apparently. I got to you guys know who these people are? Stop no. trying to be cool, guys. Is there something I'm missing I don't know about? Who's Earl Thomas? Well, I'd let you know, but I don't want to be the wrestling news guy. <laughs> that Come on, Saucy. Come on, Saucy. You're a WWE shell news person. It's different. It has nothing to do with WWE, so you won't care about it. How many weeks have I given AEW the favor over, over WWE? That's fair. That's true. Yeah. I don't know who Earl Thomas is. Seriously, who's he? <laughs> Justin's like, I'm not. <laughs> <you know." laughs> That's not news. <laughs> That's not news. Go ahead. You're dying to say it, so just say it. Who is he? I have no answer. Okay. Uh, Darla Kashka saying, I have a feeling Glenn. I knew you didn't. Hang on. No, 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 no. Let's, let's stick on this. This is more funny. That's because you don't know who he is. Your wrestling knowledge is not as good as advertised. I thought it was so much better than this. If I did, that but, other guy from Chair Shot Radio, whatever Chair Shot, 
reality would have known the answer to this. Oh, F you on that comment. And no. I, 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 I am providing no more news on the show. I used to watch. Hey, I used to watch. I know. So who was the other guy? Josh. What was his name? Josh. Yeah. He was good. He was good. Oh, no, I know. I, I, not to, not to, not to, not to break the, not the kayfabe here for a minute, but like, I, you, you gave compliments. I remember once upon a time you giving a compliment yeah. about the show. I appreciate it. That was a good show. So, darling, so read that super chat. Super they chat. have a feeling Glenn's grandparent, grandparents got him GoBots for his birthday, thinking they were Transformers. Well, Ooh. Okay, I lost. Ooh, that's that would have been major heat in my house, by the way. Major heat, major brat, major. Yeah. Hang on, Major Brat Morgan, not Matt Morgan, Major Brat Morgan. <laughs> Brat Morgan. <laughs> I would have tossed it. Wait a second. Hold on. Where Brat Morgan? Matt, have you been sitting on this for 44 years? Why wasn't this like your alter ego? Like Brat <laughs> Morgan. Birthdays and Christmas as a little kid. If that happened in my house, my brother probably would have beat me to it to, to throw in the garbage. We were terrible. Terrible kids. Terrible kids. That's this be Matt Morgan's uh, alter ego, Brat Morgan. Um, so uh, I will admit I was wrong, but I probably for the ages of eight to nine seriously tried to argue that GoBots, that I like GoBots better than Transformers. I like the cartoon better. What? I now admit Transformers has stood the test of time. I'm willing to admit I was wrong. I bet you, I bet you also Transor Z was cooler than Voltron. Hmm. Um, Transor Z was, dude. He was a knockoff Voltron. <laughs> knockoff Voltron. <clears throat> um, mm-hmm. granted, Transformers was my favorite. He-Man was like number one, but Transformers was right behind them. One of my favorite cartoons. Do we still have brand identity like that? I mean, I, so I remember like we owned so Betamax. Bad. We owned Betamax till like 1986 till we got our first VHS. Yeah. And I remember being angry the video store didn't have like all the movies I wanted on Betamax. Um <laughs> Like just angry, like like speaking of brat, like I threw a fit in a video store, like blaming the video clerk for not having the films on beta. You know, I was like, "What do you mean you don't have Goonies on beta? What do you mean you don't have just one of the guys on beta? What do you mean you don't have Better Off Dead on beta?" You know? Ah, yeah. All great movies, by the way. Yes. You throughout the top of your head, those are great movies. New, uh, just one of the guys Blu-ray came out this week with the commentary. Uh, watched that the other night. It's fantastic. But uh, no, oh. it's got. How What's good? It? How good of VHS customers were you? Did you rewind before returning? You always rewind, dude. They used to charge you a buck no. if you didn't rewind before returning in the eighties. It was that and serious. I get this across my butt for it because I'd ride my. I have to ride my bike to the video store to drop it off. That was the deal with my dad every weekend. But then if I, yeah, I used to not rewind. What did? What, what, what did? What did? What did? Uh, I think it was Blockbuster. What did Blockbuster be kind and rewind? It was a little sticker. Yeah. <laughs> that was the gimmick. But here's the bigger question, Matt. Uh, if your parents were so big on it, did they have the separate tape rewinder because they didn't want to wear out the heads on the VCR? Remember, there were no, those separate but my, ones. But my friends that had a little money to them. I seen had those. Yes, I, I, that's the only thing I've ever. They like one had a car. It was like it was a yes shape of a car. The VHS, remember, it right? was like a Corvette. Yes, a red Corvette. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Looking. Yeah, that was like the most bougie it's shit crazy. back in the '80s. Like, oh, somebody's a millionaire, folks. We're going to talk about 80s stuff just like this on our Patreon next week. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Ryan W. saying, uh, Buck 99, just to give props to just one of the guys. Freaking love that movie so much. Yes. Um, 
Well spent $1.99 to say that, by the way, because yes. that shows you have good taste in movies. And famously, famously, after a year or two, all the tapes you would get would be all chewed up and have tracking issues on that one scene because everybody paused the one scene of the reveal. Oh. Yes. No, no question. No yeah. question. Yes. Uh, and we got a super chat here. Uh, Louis 13. How about Seamus barely selling for Hardy Swan? I didn't notice that. What did I miss? Yeah, I didn't notice it either. Yeah. Wasn't that noticeable? Louis. Louis, spend a dollar nine another night. Dollar ninety nine. I'm joking. Do not. Louis, but I am sign up for a Patreon and come tell us. <laughs> In our super chat, though, give us the answer, though, guys. What happened? What did we miss with the no sell? All right, really quick. Go ahead, just uh, Japan and himself saying first Patreon post should be a watch along of the Goonies. Uh, Dude, <laughs> that's not a bad idea, actually. That's actually a good idea. This Folks, so next week, the subject matter for our Patreon is going to be. <laughs> this is such a this, this is such a great joke. It's never going to stop. the ground. Yes, uh, I'm going to kill it to the ground. Brandon Hall, five dollars, saying, "I want my two dollars." <laughs> Loved Better Off Dead. Grew up on Errol's yeah. before Blockbuster. Yes, yes. I was going to say that when we're talking about Blockbuster, I did a lot of the uh, neighborhood video uh, stuff. Yeah. actually, like where I'm from. Um, they were the best Friday night. Like that was the coolest thing. We go to pizza and then on our way out to, from the pizza restaurant, my next door was like a hometown VHS store to go get a movie. You know, we had a cool childhood. I don't care what anybody says. I still think we had the most superior childhood out of any generation. I remember it was weird. There was that time when there were video stores and then it was like supermarkets wanted to get into renting movies. Like this was, oh, yeah. I mean, this I, is why we, Redbox we now reminds me of that. Yeah, we didn't discriminate against that either. Edwards and what other grocery stores? Yes, I used to get yeah, my videos totally. uh, at the local roller rink up the street from my house. Had a video store inside the roller rink, and I remember I delivered newspapers. I had a paper out. I would give the owner a free paper, and he would let me get free videos, and he would give me like posters and all this stuff. And I remember feeling like I was the king of the world, getting like screeners for yeah, like cool. Mystic Pizza, and like getting a like Die Hard when it was a new release and, on VHS. And like, how pissed would you be? <clears throat> You know, they put the box cover, and then if there's no copies behind it, like I get so pissed. When oh, I mean, yeah, they'd still yeah. they'd leave a box cover out there, and there was no more copies. <laughs> <of it. laughs> yeah, there are movies, and I've been trying to make it a point to watch more of these. Like, there's probably each of us know a hundred movies that we've never seen, but we know the box cover of it just by like if you saw it, you'd have a sense memory to like ten years old in yeah. a video store looking at because yeah. those VHS box yes. covers were so freaking cool back in the day. It's true. Yeah, um, yeah. Sleepaway Camp was always the one that freaked me out because I remember I like I was going to camp that summer and I was like I'm not going to watch this. It's just going to freak me out too much, man. It's not. Gonna... And then I finally saw it like <laughs> ten years ago and I was like, oh, okay, maybe that was a little. Was much there, there a summer camp a theme? Like, what what was your summer camp? I went to Jewish summer camp. What entails that? Camp. What? Just like What's just... that. Just, just, just studying of the, uh, just. No, 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 no. Yeah, we went. We had like Torah study. We learned how to make challah. We blessed wine and candles. There was a dreidel making class. Um, just gonna run this into the ground. We learned to dance the hora. Uh, no, it was, uh, it was just other Jewish. My dad. I've talked about this before. My dad's a rabbi. Yeah. So when my parents were married, we were really active in the synagogue. So it was just other Jewish kids. There was nothing like overtly religious about it. It just happened to be like a Jewish summer camp. But I was freaked out about it. 
Uh, anyhow, uh, Lester, thank you. Buck 99 to say I'm the coolest non-wrestler in any podcast. I don't know that I go that far, uh, but uh, appreciate the sentiment. Leon's a Duncan $5 saying Earl Thomas plays for the Ravens. Him and his brother got caught with a model and a threesome by his wife. At an now Airbnb, I get the joke. At an Airbnb, by the way, which is hilarious, near his house. What, why is an Airbnb Wait, like I'll, the I'll weird part? Him and his brother got caught with a model. Wow. Earl, was this Earl, yeah, Earl left his house with his wife, and was at an Airbnb nearby with with the with with the girl, his brother, and then there was there was a Snapchat post, but they had the location turned on of the Snapchat post. The wife saw it. The wife got her sister. They went and found where he was and like confronted him in the Airbnb, and it was all kinds of uh, shenanigans ensued. Oh, no, not good. I am so glad I'm married. And just not dealing, I mean, like, with any yeah, anything. Yeah. Uh, man, but that's going to be tough in lockdown. Like, people that are that are cheating and sneaking around, like, lockdown's really got to be putting a crimp in their style. Um, <laughs> but anyhow, uh, Lewis13 uh, saying, Seamus uh, got up quickly after the swan. He barely sold. Oh, darn, I missed that. I will go back and watch it, Lewis. Thank you for pointing that out. Yes. Um, and then uh, Bob the Builder with his $2 Canadian says, did Matt Morgan just learn about Patreon today? Bob the Builder, if you only knew, I can't yet reveal. There's going to be a huge reveal next week on our Patreon. No, I'm <laughs> Tammy is saying, laughing out loud, cheaters aren't social distancing. Man, like, again, we talked about uh, growing up under the, the specter and uh, everything that's going on with HIV and AIDS and STDs and whatnot. Like, now yes. with everything going on, like, go, like I don't want to even shake hands with another person. Like, what in the world would make? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yes. Like, yes. if I were single, I would be like, yes. no, I'm good. I think I'm going to try the celibacy thing for a while. Uh, you know, why not? Um, yep. So uh, while yep. we're off topic to Leo Johnson just saying fly eagles fly shut uh, up Johnson Keith Robinson buck 99 when VHS cases looked cool but the movies were crap dude you just needed a hot case what? a lot of the time like there were a lot of movies that had great no. box covers but terrible movies yeah. for sure for sure but, but but I'm sorry there was a lot of amazingly good 80 movies there were, but do you remember like um Lots. Stuff like Slumber Party Massacre, or like there were a lot of ones that had like these really cool boxes. They were covers. generally, I'll, I'll just tell you the genre. A lot of yeah. the time, they were the horror ones that end up sucking and not what the box made us think it might be. Like, right? remember Chopping but, Mall? By the same. Chopping Mall had the craziest, <laughs> gnarliest video cover ever. It looked like body parts and like a shopping bag. And it was like all about these, oh, like geez. it was all about like these murders happening in a mall. And then when you watch the movie, it's about like these dorky looking Johnny Five looking robots that are doing security that are killing people. Like it was a lame movie with terrible effects, but the poster was just next level. And that's the thing; they would use artwork too on a lot of these boxes yes. too. Don't forget, Glenn. Uh, help me so out. Totally yeah. cheat. You said shopping mall. What's the movie? It had the dude from Weekend at Bernie's, Andrew McCarthy. What was the, when he's trapped in like Target? Were you thinking of career opportunities? No, but like a mannequin came alive. A uh, mannequin? Oh, is it called oh, mannequin? mannequin. Oh, okay. Are you going to diss mannequin? Because this is going to be the rest of the podcast. No, no. I but I was th you said somebody and, said shopping mall, and I made and, me think of that that and, movie. And a good time, and a good time track, by the way. Yes, nothing's going to stop us now. Uh, 
Great, great video. Mannequin. Good video. And we've talked about Mannequin because that's my fear for Velveteen Dream is that Vince saw Mannequin. Velveteen Dream reminds him of Hollywood for Mannequin, of Meshach Taylor's character. Yes. And that's what Velveteen Dream would yes. end up being on the main mm. roster. And it would be terrible. Uh, I, I think that's that's pretty darn good though that's a pretty safe prediction actually and that's really going out deep but that's still a good prediction yeah and andrew mccarthy is a mannequin i and i love him and we can i love the weekend and bernie's movies really yes love them i mean obviously one's better than two two gets a little crazy okay the first are really good honestly we can listen weekend and bernie's is really just a jacked up jack tripper three's company episode when you think about it right it's yeah. just um the, this ridiculous situation that just keeps snowballing and snowballing. And it was, but it was written so. There are so many great one-liners in the context that are just that movie. That was the chopping mall. I looked at that and I was like, "This looks like a freaking awesome yeah, see, horror film." Art, artwork. Yes, it was a terrible, yeah, terrible cheesy movie. Yeah. yeah. They literally painted whatever the hell picture they wanted to make us buy it. And I got nothing to do with that. Speaking of which, though, and I'll bring this up because here we are an hour in, and you know that's when that's when it becomes after dark on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. The biggest meltdown I ever heard in a video what? store ever was when I was like maybe 13 oh. years old. And it was a guy yelling at the clerk that he'd rented some adult videos and the girls on the box cover were not in the movie. And he wanted his money back. He wanted like future credit towards rentals. And when he rented something new, he wanted to be assured oh that the girls on the box were actually in the film. Biggest meltdown I've ever heard in a video store. <laughs> How was he not humiliated himself? Why was he not embarrassed by this? I was the only other person in the store. <laughs> and P.S. Do you guys remember the smaller the video stores we were just talking about? You were, we weren't young enough, we weren't old enough. But if you, yes. there was always a side room the beaded that curtains. you can go into, supposedly, I never made it to the age to be able to go in there. So I never got to go into what was in there. Never got to. <laughs> the, it was like beaded curtains at one, and then at one, it was like uh, the saloon style doors. I remember yeah, that. The doors. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Uh, Lester like, Sands. I, I, could, I, could, I couldn't even walk towards the doors with my mom's alarm going off. Yes. <laughs> Matthew, get over here. And then when we turned 18, it was all on the internet. So, you know, what are you going to do? Uh, Lester Sanchez, Buck99, ask if I remember the 3DO gaming system fondly. Uh, that was like kind of... No. What's that? I'm angry. So, I don't know this. What's 3DO? So, 1994, maybe? Maybe 93? Um, it was like the first CD base. So, it wasn't an add-on. It was only CDs. And they had like a lot of those terrible full motion video games. They had like a Jurassic Park game that came out they had a terrible fighting game called way of the warrior um it was supposed to be like the the next generation of video games but it was also like 900 dollars, so nobody bought it because it was just it was just and the games weren't very good um okay. yeah but it was like competing with uh sega cd and all Dude, that stuff get through get through this beater of a show so oh, okay fine. wayne montgomery buck 99 go cowboys sorry justin um so yeah that's my team uh, so after Tamina and Lacey Evans won that match, we had Carmella and Dana Brooke um, talking about money in the bank. Oh, and then we got a video from the hacker, Matt, your favorite character. No, he's not. It is what it is. We'll see if it's uh, 
yeah, we'll see. We'll see how satisfying that payoff is. There's before. been cryptic stuff on the internet that it's going to be revealed on Sunday at Money in the Bank. Who it is? Oh my okay. God! You know what? I wasn't going to watch the pay per view of people being thrown off the top of the building, but now that that's now why I'm going to watch it. Ah, uh, so then the main event. Daniel Bryan, Drew Gulak, and a mystery tag partner versus King Corbin, Shinsuke Nakamura, and Cesaro. So I don't want to rant too much on this, but when your payoff to your mystery partner is Otis, like, come on, was that even worth hyping up? I. More importantly, is anybody in this main event a main event? Daniel Bryan? And then, sh- besides Shinsuke? Daniel Bryan, I'm sorry. And Shinsuke Nakamura was, yeah, was. Um, and he should be though. To be fair, it's not his fault. Um, but do you know what I'm saying? And usually we root for that, right? Wouldn't we root for guys that don't get a shot in the main event, get a shot in the main event, right? But sure. Again, for me, it's all about perception, legit being reality. So the perception to me by that the team, the triad of. You know, these different three completely different gimmicks amongst the three of them Nakamura, Sammy, and Cesaro. Like, I would never buy it for one second that those two would spend two, those three would spend two seconds eating or doing anything together in real life, let alone be this triad of a team. Um, I just can't emotionally invest in them. I like, love Nakamura. I do. Um, And love Daniel Bryan, but this is not, I'm sorry, this was not a main event. Yeah, this this seemed out of place to be main event when you look at everything else you got on the show. When you look at the Sony Mandy, when you look at Bray and Braun showdown and whatever. Uh, I, I mean, I that get it. Should have been the main. That should have been the main. That should have been the main. Yeah, I mean, I, I get. You know, they ended this show with Corbin grabbing a ladder, grabbing the briefcase, and you know, I mean, I get the hard sell for the home, for the go home show. I get it. But yeah, it was it, it it felt underwhelming compared to what the rest of the show was. But I will say to give a compliment to the match. If you look at those six guys that are in this, the, those six guys, the 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 range of differences of, of what they bring to the table and the range of, of talent they bring, it, in a snapshot of one match, it was a good summary of, of the depth of how good WWE's okay. roster is right now. It was fun to see okay. Daniel Bryan, Drew Gulak, Otis, Corbin, um, uh, Shinsuke, Cesaro, all six of those guys can go in their own way. So it was it was cool to see that combination. But yeah, it did not feel like it should be in the main event spot for what, quite frankly, was a pretty good SmackDown. This SmackDown was far better than Raw. Sure. Uh, I mean, it was a pretty good SmackDown. So it, yeah, it, it was weird to put it in that spot. Um, I just found myself spending most of it looking at who's in Money in the Bank Sunday and going, all right, who's going to win? Trying to do the process of, of elimination. I think there's something weird psychologically about SmackDown being on a Friday that I don't know about you guys, but even back before all this in the situation we're in, there is that Friday mentality of like, let's just get this over with and get on with the weekend. I feel like a lot of SmackDowns have that vibe. Kind of like, Smack- kind of like me, kind of like me in this podcast right now talking about it. <laughs> Smackdown, SmackDowns are better than raw because they're only two hours to fill. Having three That's hours. To fill- not the most like that's hardly praise, you know. It's kind of like saying, like, well, he could have kicked me in the groin, but he only punched me in the stomach. Dude, so by those, that token, dude, it was those those rolls being three hours, there's a that, that that extra hour every week's a big difference, man. It's just it, it does. It, it's hard. It's a big difference. Um, 
Anyhow, that was SmackDown tonight. Uh, the heels won the match. Corbin, Shinsuke, and Cesaro. Oh, and then after uh, the fight. Uh, no and then. No, no. No more than that. That's it. We're done. It was cheesy that everyone got in a fight and got went off, and then Corbin gets the ladder and goes up and grabs the Money in the Bank briefcase. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, was, what, yeah, yeah. Why didn't he tie it to the train tracks, Matt? If he really wanted to be a heel. Yes, yes, exactly. Yep, just a little mustache. Yep. Yeah, it was just a little. Uh, it was like a silly way to kill the last two minutes of the show. Anyhow, uh, that was tonight's SmackDown. Justin, what do we got in the news? Well, we already talked about uh, WWE's probably got to move SummerSlam to a different city. So we already talked about that. The full story with the mayor of Boston and all the full uh, reportings on Wrestling Inc. Uh, we'll also give you Wednesday's viewership. Um, the numbers are out for AEW versus NXT. Both shows are up from the week prior. AEW did win. Again, we're going off of viewership, not ratings. Sorry, Matt. But uh, Dynamite won with 732,000 viewers. Topping the six hundred and sixty-three thousand that NXT got. So um, again, both up Can from I ask the week you guys prior. A question? Yeah. Can I ask you guys a question about that? Do you think because they're going against AEW is going AEW is going against NXT each Wednesday? The fan support for AEW is insane. I'm one of them, right? I will admit I overdo it sometimes because they're a new company. I want to see them do great. And plus, I'm super entertained by the athletic style of wrestling that they have. I am. But with that said, do you think that they're, they're putting themselves in a situation to be like happy with a rating being 734,000 viewers as long as they're beating NXT instead hmm. of what the freak out? Why are we not doing like a 1.2? Why are we not doing a 1.3? We should be doing a 1.3. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like, what, more? what do you think about that? I feel like playing AEW, to level of your competition. Yes. I think for what's going on right now, AEW is happy just to win, but they're not. I feel that in this not because it's pandemic. Take this, yeah. pan, take, I'm sorry, take this pandemic out of the equation, by the way, back to where they were before. I they feel were like they're the same number. They're not 100,000. They stop trying to bring in new people is what it feels like. That's what's missing the most thing. And the crowd helped that because people turn the channel and say like, oh my God, what are all these people going insane for? But I feel like AEW's programming right now pleases their diehard fans, but I don't think it's an accessible gateway for new wrestling fans. And that's what's hurting them and not going over a million. But, 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 but wouldn't you guys agree? So that's where I'm lost. I still think we have a base out there that would definitely make up to a 2.0 if we're doing ratings i would do ratings not viewership all right for viewership one one million one million nine hundred thousand viewers let's say yeah there's still that base out there i i truly think there is um i just don't know why they're not watching uh, part of it i think is viewing habits um have changed and i don't know if you guys had this so wednesday night after this podcast for every week that it's been on my wife and I would watch The Masked Singer on delay. We were into it. And I think this past Wednesday, the first time we said, you know what? We're watching Good Girls on Netflix. We've got other stuff. Like, let's just drop that from our weekly rotation. We don't care about it anymore. I think a lot of people right now, because they're binging other things, because live TV isn't as much of a concept right now, I think it's very easy to walk away from regular weekly yeah. viewing at the moment. 
I mean, I'll say to your point, Glenn, I mean, since this pandemic started, like I've taken that I've my wife and I've taken that approach more. Like we started doing Ozarks. Yeah. And now and now I'm I'm I got four episodes left in season three of Ozarks. Oh, shit. I'll be caught up. I, I'm I'm so Why are you doing this podcast? Why are you watching wrestling? Finish the damn season. Dude, dude, with Mother's Day this Sunday. And Sunday is also our ten year anniversary. She wanted to watch Ozark tonight, so we could. And, she, and I was like, I got to do this podcast. And she was like, so disrupted. Believe me, I know. I'm, I'm battling out. I'm battling out for our Patreon to build up. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but no, I, I mean, I think there's something to what you're saying. There is something to what you're saying. But, but, but also to AEW, even prior to the pandemic, they only they only topped one million once. So their numbers aren't really that. Their their numbers are pretty much on par with where they were prior you know it's not they haven't really felt that bad of a hit nxt maybe is but don't i'm sorry but don't we think they're on tnt it's a huge network um and to be fair that tna only did a 1.4 um so i shouldn't be saying like 1,900,000 viewers um i I do feel there's a base out there that goes up to 1.4 i do I wonder what those movies. So, isn't it weird that with uh, USA Network is where I see the most? Like, it's the only time I've ever seen NCIS. It's the most Law and Order uh, that I see lately, uh, and occasionally Modern Family. With TNT, what are those movies? I feel like it's always Justice League or uh, like The Accountant. Like, what are those movies doing ratings? The lead-ins and the stuff that follows on TNT. That's what I'm curious. Turn, about. Turner, Turner Classics. I thought did very good ratings. Maybe not anymore. I don't, yeah, know, I don't know. They used to do good ratings. I'm just curious. Um, it's very. It, they play good movies usually. Yeah. So I think maybe not having live TV. I think people's habits <clears throat> have changed, and I think that with wrestling, Matt. So when when you've been sick or you've missed this podcast, do you go back and watch the episodes you skip? I never watch unless I hear something was incredible. I never go back and watch an entire right, episode. No, that's true. And, and, and I'll give you an example of a really hot show that everybody's watching, which is uh, the. Uh, what is it? The last dance, the Chicago Bulls. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I I know that's coming on eight o'clock Sunday night. I still don't watch it live, even though I can't wait to watch it. You know, I'm in my truck finishing work and stuff like that on that Sunday, and I'll get into bed probably around twelve a.m. or something like that, and I'll watch it then. And that's something I really desperately can't wait to watch each week. Yeah. So like that's something I'm super interested in. I still don't watch it live. Yeah. And I just forget stuff there. It's like, I just remember now, I'm like, oh, we didn't watch what we do in the shadows this week. I have to make sure that I've got that or do a note because it's just uh, easy to forget when stuff is on. Did you ever see that movie, Matt, or the TV show? No. no. Seriously, if, if anyone wants to laugh this weekend, watch the movie first, What We Do in the Shadows. It's a mockumentary about vampires. Um, one of the creators behind it, I will screw up the pronunciation of his name, but he's the guy that directed Thor Ragnarok um and did uh hunt for the wilder people and a lot of other really fantastic movies like i know you've talked before like with goonies like we're trying to give raj giri a gift what we do in the shadows if you've never seen it is one of the funniest movies ever but uh where anyhow, is it on hey where is it on i'm where sure it on? it's streaming on all the platforms i'm sure it's streaming on platforms i know the tv show is streaming on hulu uh i'm sure you can find it even if you need to rent it trust me you will laugh your ass off wait is it a movie or a TV show? It's both. It started as a movie, and then they made a TV show with the same concept. I'm so So what should I watch instead? I would watch the movie, the movie first. No, watch the movie first. The TV show is the same idea, okay. but the TV show is a different group of vampires that you're following in the TV show than the movie. Okay. 
it's hilarious. It is my recommendation for the weekend. Everyone, uh, I've never met someone who did not like that film. Uh, but, anyhow, you know, I don't know. Just I was gonna say, yeah. just the last thing with the wrestling viewership. Prior to this, though, wrestling viewership over the years has been going down. Anyways, less and less people are watching wrestling. WWE just made a habit of being able to make more money off the people that still do watch by the network and by all those <laughs> other things. So, I mean, we can't be surprised. Less and less people are watching pro wrestling just overall. And part of that is social media. Part of that, I think, is clips being shared. I mean, WWE going so heavy on that and YouTube um, made it like convenient. Was essentially encouraging you to uh, skip the show, right, to a certain degree. Sure. With the change in behavior. Uh, but anyhow, so we've got a super chat here. Bob the Builder, Canadian, $2. Matt, what is your favorite NBA team? Bob the Builder, you asked me lots of questions. Thank you. <laughs> Um, what is my favorite NBA team? Well, I was going to be honest. It was the Bulls because of Michael. But, uh, when LeBron came into the league, whatever team LeBron James is on. But I can't, I got to be honest. I'll root for the Lakers this year, but I can never, ever say that the Lakers are my favorite team. I just can't. I feel like it's sacrilege somewhere. Hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, because, because listen, you have, in my opinion, you have to be a Laker fan from day one to be, you know what I mean? To, to say that's my favorite team, favorite team. At least when it was the Cavs, nobody really liked the Cavs. So even though LeBron was there, I could get away with that. Miami Heat, I could get away with that. Not the Lakers. But Matt, you grew up in Connecticut and you grew up in the 80s and the Celtics were kings in the mm -hmm. 80s. But you're also in Connecticut, you're, yeah. closer, you're closer to the Knicks. I mean, who were you a fan of when you grew up as a kid? Makes no sense. Uh, Michael. Michael, Michael, Michael. So you were a Bulls fan then? Oh, my God. I love Michael. Oh, love Michael Jordan. He's my idol. Uh, Ryan L. Buck 99 asking, is Baron Corbin winning money in the bank again? Best for business. I think we've talked about this. It feels too much like the gimmick they've already given him with uh, the King Corbin thing. Oh, I, 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 he does work hard. He's improved. I just, I don't know. It depends on what, I would answer that question better if I knew when fans could come back to the shows. If the fans could come back to the shows, I'd say that wouldn't be a bad win for him, actually. He'd make it work. He'd get more heat. You know what I mean? I don't know. Brandon Hall, $5, saying UFC star Jakar Souza test positive for coronavirus ahead of 249. Is he competing? Was he set to compete this week? No clue. Hmm, I don't know. Because that, that's happening this weekend. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, it is. Oh, then that stinks. Otherwise, I'm going to say he'll get over it and he'll be better, but not in time, obviously, for 249. Yeah. Um, I, I think – I feel that it's it's obviously tragic. Have you it's guys horrible. been tested? I have not been tested. No. Have you guys been tested? Did you? Justin? No. Yeah. I just feel it's going to get more and more common. I just feel that it's, and it's a shame we're becoming numb to it. Someone I read the other pointed out the statistic, Matt. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, think about, you know, uh, the the, what was it? Uh, approximately, uh, you know, 3000 people died in nine 11 and years as a country, we grieved that and we've lost 20 times that now oh. in the last six weeks. Well, 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 we all woke up one morning. I know to yeah. terrorists driving into our national landmarks. Yeah. Very, yeah. you know what I mean? That that was a visual that none of us will ever forget. Um, very big difference yeah. so as far as the visual goes. I agree with like, that. This was something that we're still going through, quite frankly. 
And who knows where, you know what I mean, this goes as far as what the ending. Of oh, no. I, I mean, it's like I don't even want to think about it. And I try not it. to think about it. Um, but I think that's the thing. I think that it's it's <clears> a tragedy and it's sad to learn about anyone passing from this or dying from this. And it's like I hate that it's become so common now. I just feel like every day more and more. I don't know. It's I, I, I don't I don't want to be numb to it. But I think that, you know, it's it's kind of hardening at a certain point. Um and how people react. Uh, Disco Scotty with $2 saying, is this where I signed up for the Patreon? Uh, thank you, Disco Scotty. Uh, you're, in the, you're in the Wrestling Inc. Gold Club. Um, but Disco, just think. If there was a Patreon, if you still got these free Wrestling Inc. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, pay-per-view shows of those three. But then maybe there's an extra one. Mm -hmm. Talking about whatever. Movies, video games, uh, coming of age, whatever. The all the things. Stuff. If there was <laughs> on completely raw, uncooked, what do you want to say? <laughs> I'm going to sit down and I'm going to sit down and read from my memoirs from the, yeah. from the personal journals of Glenn Rubenstein would, from a boy to man. Would you guys pay five bucks to enjoy that? Or 10 or 15? What, right. what, 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 what level would you guys be on? Interesting question. And if, and if maybe you were, <laughs> and if maybe, just maybe, hypothetically, did you? Did you... <laughs> if you were part of that Patreon uh, group, and you were uh, a top tier performer and, and supporter, and maybe at random we pick top tier supporters to come on and have a cameo to be part of the podcast with us once a month, as as like a, as like a special meet and greet and a special yeah. contribution, would you be into that? Would you? It's incredibly generous. Uh, hype, it's incredibly hype. generous, forward thinking. Hypothetical. Yeah. Well, of course it's hypothetical. It's hypothetical. Yes. But of uh, course it is. Terrible Trey, 89, 499 with the super chat. Am I the only one who thinks it's so stupid when wrestlers end a show by fighting over a briefcase they can't win until Sunday? Yes, it is very stupid. <laughs> when you put it that way, yes, it is. <laughs> it's like, you yes. know what that's like, Matt? It's like, I'm about to be in this race, but I'm going to run across the finish line right now just so you can see what it looks like. Give you a little preview of my win. <sighs> it is kind of, yeah, yeah. WWE is very big on symbolism. They're very uh, big on that. Bob the Builder, $2 Canadian. Bob, you're on fire tonight. AEW beat Raw in the 19 to 34 demos. That's huge. They always, oh, wait, no, they always beat NXT. So, wait, they beat Raw this wow. week in the demo. That is huge. Wow. Justin, come on, newsman. How'd you miss that? I bring no more news. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, that's a pretty, wait, hang on. Let's stick on that for a second. That's pretty big, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, it is. Absolutely. Yeah. And Matt, to your point about 1.6 million wrestling fans, AEW and NXT splitting the viewers. There's your raw audience. There's your 1.6. Ah, ah. Okay, thank you for pointing that out. Yes, good point. Yes, I'm. Uh, uh, I'm scrolling down, and I apologize sometimes why I'm behind on the chats because when there's a super chat, I try and leave it on screen so it doesn't scroll off to make sure that I get to it. So. Let me uh, look down here. Uh, JB wants to know, Matt, just why is Matt always in his truck? I've I've joked and kid and said the wife kicked him out of the house. That's why he has to podcast from his driveway. Yes. Yes. Because my uh, my son, you know, he's uh, not going to he's usually not going to bed at the time he should be going to bed, and uh, and my wife now is taking over because of working at home as well. Oh. 
in the office that I normally would be shooting this from. That's really more of the reason. So you guys should uh, thank Matt because Matt is finding ways to make sure that he's on this podcast to get it done. So thank his truck. Thank him. Seriously. Yeah, seriously. Uh, well, the professor. You, care? You, want to sleep, you guys want to sleep over or something? Hey, if, they, if they're the top tier of Patreon, I think we select one a month, Matt. I agree. <laughs> I agree. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. I agree. I knew you were going to say that. Sleeping bags, on, <laughs> sleeping bags on Morgan's lawn. Yeah, and we'll come over. We'll order, yeah, we'll order pizza. Shotgun. We'll order pizza. We'll watch movies. It'll be what? great. <laughs> right shotgun. <laughs> well, the professor five bucks. Tim Mickles from Rustburg, Virginia, said he can tap out Justin because he's a Skins fan. I'd like to see you try, Professor. Where did that come from? You're threatening our show's hosts, there, Professor. Come on, man. Michael, the virus is saying, whatever you do with the Patreon, don't be ad free. All Bluetooth and Manscape ads only. Four ninety nine. Ah. Okay, yes. so if we were to have that, <laughs> uh, this might be the last time you see all of us on the Wrestling Inc. podcast, folks. Be sure to follow us on social media for updates about where we land. When Sunday night, Sunday night's money, the, Sunday night's money, the bank podcast is gonna be Raj by himself. <laughs> Raj uh, not see any of this. Yes. <laughs> Although uh, Joe Caforo saying if he got now red- the fans are going to yeah. point it out, that, saying if he got red face Raj, that'd be worth ten dollars a month. You know, okay, Joe. There you I go. would I would pay some money after that night with uh, Matt. You weren't here that night. Then after the night of drunk Raj, when Raj got so drunk, we were towards the tail end, and he was like threatening to like go beat up <laughs> Matt, Dave Meltzer. I would pay to see him. That's a, I would pay to see him go confront Dave Meltzer. As hot as Raj. I got. watched it. <laughs> I went back after you guys told me about it to watch it. Yeah. yeah. It was a good night. Um, so, uh, oh, everyone's asking if we're talking about this Tom Segura clip. I don't want even want to give this oxygen. This is so stupid today. No, it's dumb. It's a waste of time. I'm just addressing. So that's my point. Chat room, if you're upset about it, stop talking about it. When people make statements about wrestling fans and dish you, you know, it's like don't feed into that. I don't know. I just I think uh yeah. Well I also working. I also then saw a longer clip where he compliments. I don't know. I just not even get into it. Yeah, it's but. just weird. I mean, I, I think the perception of wrestling fans, um I think it's changed a lot, but some people still think it's like it's it's some people think it's like juggalos, yeah. like, oh, we can just make fun of this group. Um, and I think that I don't know, I think uh that's a very uh passe thing to do to just sort of poke fun at someone because they like something that's different than what you like. I think that here we are in 2020, there are real things to debate and argue about. And if all you're doing is making fun of people with different uh, fan bases and viewpoints, I just think that's, that's lazy for lack of a better term. And when you have, and when you have wrestlers that try to leave the, or have left the business, move on to other avenues that give more legitimacy to said first Avenue, you should support oh. them. Remember that. Yeah, because it gives this business it takes away that stereotype immensely, immensely. We have two mayors. I'm right sorry, now. Say, say, Matt so Morgan you know and Glenn, yeah, and Glenn Jacobs. But but, but 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 more so the, the action, the Rock. You have all these different people that come out of wrestling, are able to do so many different things. I've been with so many 
I'm not saying it's put myself over. I've been with some amazing All-American athletes. Uh, basketball, Kevin Garnett, Stephon Marbury, Vince Carter, Paul Pierce. They were all at my same All-American camp at Five Star. And I've seen the top of the top of football as well from my NFL combine. I've never been around more talented, all-around individuals in my life than pro wrestlers. All around, sincerely. And I mean, not just athletic. I mean, intelligent, good speakers. Some could sing. Some could dance. Um, they all do all different things. Stacks of all trades, true entertainers, but also again, super duper intelligent, and and I, and I just think a lot of time you get a they get a bad, wrestlers get a bad rap for being meatheads for people from the outside of the world that don't watch a lick of it, and still haven't learned their lessons that wrestling, at least over the years until recently, is a ratings juggernaut usually, um, until recently. Hopefully, it goes back to one day. But so what what does that mean about the fans that watch? It, it means the fans have good taste. The fans like diverse. Entertainment, the three ring circus that is wrestling. That's that's to me a fan that's got good taste and likes different and likes variety of entertainment. Like that's like making fun of somebody because of a you know a comedian that they like and they think is funny, but you don't get the jokes, right? You don't really hear people say that too much. You know, they say, "Oh, you like Seinfeld?" Oh, no, I guess I could see that. You know what I mean? You don't really hear people rip in to make fun of somebody for that, like they do for wrestling fans. It just doesn't make sense to me. And you know what it says about pro wrestling uh, performers, Mad, is that they have to be athletic and coordinated in shape. They also have to be able to do, you know, Hollywood actors can get 45 takes on something. Mm -hmm. You get one take to do it right. So you have that. Then there also has to be a certain uh, street smart business acumen. Because pro wrestling and the world world pro wrestling and negotiating and, and such, you have to have a certain business acumen to look after your brand and be able to make sure you're not getting screwed over. So there's that. There's also uh, there's also the sense of you have to be able to look out for a locker room and look out for being a leader. So that's the political, I think, comes into factor there. People that don't truly know pro wrestling don't realize the uh, tool belt of skills that a really good, successful pro wrestler has to have, from athletic to personality to the mind. Self-promotion. Self-promotion. It, it, Self-promotion. Look, look at what they're doing in social media now, Justin. I wish this was around back when I was first breaking into wrestling. Social media, I'd be cutting promos every day on my Twitter and yeah. Instagram. I really would. Um, and trying to get myself over that way, too. You know, and, and these talents do that. You know what I mean? So I, I never understood the mocking of a wrestling fan. I never did. Because I am a wrestling fan. I, I grew up loving it. It's it's kind of funny too to have a comedian uh, make fun of that because comedians and wrestlers are very similar. It's like saying like about comedian, like you know, he didn't just make all that up off the top of his head, right? Like yeah. he wrote that out ahead of time. Oh, okay. Here's the difference. Here's the difference. Yeah. A comedian, very, very far and few between, can switch it on the fly when the fans are not reacting to their bit, yeah. and more times than not, they take that square peg and jam it through the circular hole when the fans are not popping for their bits. They continue on. We're wrestlers. We immediately flip it on the script if you're good and worth your weight and salt in the ring and to communicate with each other out there and completely change what you were going to do and still yeah. get to the finish somehow, yeah. some way, anyway, on the same exact time, by the way. And you've got to hit your time. You guys have any idea how hard it is to do a seven minute match and hit it exactly on oh, that yeah. minute, on that second? That's not easy. And if you go over, you cost your company a million dollars worth. Of commercial time that you just cut off by a minute, literally. Vincent once told us is a, a minute was worth a million dollars of ad revenue time on TV. 
Um, so you know what I mean? It's just with, I'm not saying it's because I was a wrestler. I'm saying because I watch it with my own eyes. I think it's the most well-rounded. Can't even just say talent or, or, or athletics or athletes. Yeah. I mean, just all around entertainers. It, it's comedians not, are one-dimensional. It's not an accident. They tell jokes. Wrestling does all. Wrestlers do all of them. They do everything. It's not an accident that Hulk Hogan, The Rock, now John Cena, and then to lesser extents, Roddy Piper, Jesse Ventura. It's not an accident that there are a there are enough names to to mention, especially elite. And The Rock is the most elite of them all that have made it. There could be more in Hollywood. Yeah, that I've made in Hollywood that, no, that, that started with pro wrestling because it's what they – I mean, The Rock is trained to do things. In, he can do things in one take. He can do stunts. Uh, he can change things on the fly and improv, as Matt's talking about. Like, it, it's not an accident that, that pro wrestling has groomed so many different levels of success in Hollywood. It's not an accident. Oh, I agree with that. Um, and and – Guy and guys, all wrestlers, I think, have that talent. I think all wrestlers do. Heath Slater, you, I mean, I think anybody could, um, because of your ability to memorize things quickly, digest it, and you could make it your own if need be. But more times than not, directors want you to read what's on that script. Yes, but wrestlers are very good at doing that. So, Joe Kerr like wants to know, Matt, how much to charity for you to show up in your American Gladiator outfit? Did you still, did you keep that? Where is this at, Joe? Joe, where's Joe? Where's this at, Joe? Who doesn't live anywhere near me? Sure. No, I think you should do it on the podcast. I think right there, you know, uh, just go full American Gladiator uh, for charity. Zero, zero dollars. There you go. <laughs> zero dollars. Okay, well, we got another question for you, Matt. Terrible Trey eighty nine with a four ninety nine super chat says he knows this is random, but he was watching older TNA videos and wanted to ask who did you enjoy teaming more with, Abyss or Hernandez? Ooh, Abyss because I knew where the storyline was going. It was going to be me versus Abyss and a storyline that was going to be created for me to win. And Abyss was a bigger deal at the company at the time. So it was going to be good for my career. Had more fun with Hernandez, though, like between matches and hanging out. Yeah. (laughs) So that's an hour and a half, guys. I think it's time to wind it down. It's almost midnight on the East Coast. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Glenn, you and your California people, you're still got daylight probably out there. Well, no, it's it's dark outside. Okay. So uh if we get fired or we're not here Sunday. Don't forget, folks, (laughs) let us know what level you want to be on. (laughs) You want to be gold level, silver medal, or bronze medal. Patreon, am I making that up? I don't even know if that's a thing. Um (laughs) find out next week. Sunday night, we'll announce our Patreon. Oh Jesus. (laughs) Okay, so he's at BP Matt Morgan. (laughs) I'm at Justin Labar, or he's at Justin Labar. I'm at Glenn Justin Labar, really? I'm at Justin Labar. Really? I'm going to take over Justin's Twitter feed. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, blueprint yeah. level. Michael the Virus is saying that should be the entry of the blueprint level. I'm like, I agree. <laughs> Next week, folks, tune in. <laughs> Our Patreon should be like Jobber, Job. Bard, main event. And that will be the most wrestling-related thing that's on the Extra Podcast. That'd be it. Oh, that'd be it. Okay. Yeah, Limp Biscuit Podcast. Yes. Good night, folks. Uh, Take care. Stay safe. Stay sane. Stay healthy. We'll catch you back here Sunday night for Money in the Bank.